0: This is AI podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. The real difference between givers. Tickers and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency I know a lot of. Agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, you loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agency Intelligence Podcast, where I give you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real Agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. Hey, this is Cass, and I today, once again, am that agent that's real inside a real agency. And, uh, Glad to be back with you guys. Want to talk to you a little bit, some more about uh, some VEs. You may have heard me talk a lot about it. You can see if you go to Virtual Intel, that's virtual, intel You can see and find out all about our business that we have. But uh, also you can read some of the blogs if uh, you want to find out more as we go along. And what this podcast is going to be about is going to be about VEs. There's just things that um, this is becoming a very big part of our of our industry. And once again, you have people who are trying to do things that I think are really, really great and need to be exposed to that. And there are people who are doing some bad practices that are able to hide because we are too busy working in our agencies to not know all this stuff. And I know about this stuff and I'm going to expose them. Now, I want to start by saying right now, I'm going to do my best to not say any names that are bad. What I will do is I will tell you about the people I've talked to and the companies that I've talked to, and I may mention their names and I'm going to expose those who don't do it. So there are a bunch of VE companies in our industry, right? In the independent insurance industry. I don't know all of them. So I can't sit here and say, oh, don't do business with this one. Don't do business with that. Because you know why? I would never do that. That's their business. It's how they decide they want to run their business. That's fine. This is America. They can do it however they want as long as they're doing legal things, right? And they are. Not, no one here is doing anything illegal, quasi-unethical. That That's probably fair to say, but nothing that's illegal or truly unethical. But there's things that you need to know that are good when you're trying to find a VE company. Remember, I call them VEs. We'll get that straight right off the bat. What is a VA versus a VE? A VA is called a virtual assistant. A VE is called a virtual employee. They are the same person. The only difference is how we see them in our mind, in our agency, as humans, we see them as employees. We don't see them as assistants because I have people who... Um, are employees in my office who can't do half the things that some of my VEs can do. So how dare I call them a VA? I'll even go so as far as say that virtual assistant is actually politically not correct and actually um, is derogatory in a way towards who the person really is. So I make a huge stance on that virtual employee. Also, uh, Savital, which is out there, they use the word VP, which is virtual professional, which I think is good as well. So just want to kind of put that out there and lay the groundwork. So here's the deal. Why did Jason Kass get involved inside the uh, virtual employee world? Well, I like to look at trends. I like to see where the industry is going. And there's no doubt that the industry is going towards VEs. And let's talk about that. Why? Because it's our time. It's our time. Let me give you once again, as you know, from being a loyal listener, I think about this stuff and think about it way too much. And it's this podcast that allows me as an outlet to get out of my brain, all the things I'm thinking, this is nothing more today than what every other type of industry has went through. Let me give you an example of that 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, doesn't matter how long ago you can say the agricultural business went through what we are going through today. And it happened to be that if we wanted to continue to pay a dollar for an orange rather than three or five dollars for an orange, we had to find a way to be able to cut into the labor market that was inside of the agricultural business. So, what they do, we made machineries, right? And that machinery now started to take away some of those easy jobs. The problem with it was it took a skilled worker to work that machine. So who was going to take it? So if we took somebody who was picking the fruit and we taught them the machine, who was going to take that other place and immigrants filled it and they filled it quickly and actually, it worked very good for both people. It worked for the economy of scale for the business owner, for the consumer like you and I to be able to still afford our, our fruit for um, or vegetables, whatever it could be in the agriculture business. It also worked well for the immigrant who was coming here and trying to find a, a life, was try, liked the work, was good at the work, right? Everything worked out well here. Then 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years later, the blue collar went through this. It's blue collar. Except we couldn't bring the immigrants to the factory. So what did we do? We took the factories and we moved them to the immigrants. And that's how we were able to make sure that we don't have to pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars for a car. <laughs> we pay hundred thousand dollars still. But that's how we ha- were able to keep the cost of labor and goods and everything that we have. We have no idea. If you really think about it, if you if you're my age, our uh, forties and the fifties, like uh, forty, I'm forty four. I remember that a pair of Nike shoes in the eighties and nineties was like 50 to 60 bucks, right? It was like, that was a nice pair of shoes was 50 to 60 bucks. It's weird that Nike still costs about 50 to 60 bucks. It's because of the labor cut that was able. Now, if you want to get the same time, of quality shoe today, that shoe would cost you about 120, but without the blue collar market and cutting into the labor force, you would actually be paying a lot more than we do for our shoes, for anything, just like in the agricultural business with oranges. Today, it's happening in the white-collar world. That's all this is. Today, we now have the same situation happening with the labor market to where we can't afford to pay somebody 40, 50, 60,000 dollars a year to answer the phone or to do basic changes you you are to 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 add or delete a mortgagee right we have to start looking at this differently because it's always been that if i had a problem or if i needed more help we just went and hired a licensed person and every once in a while, we would go like hire like some young person or pay them the, the minimum wage person. We'd get them and then we'd train them and then they wouldn't be any good. And if they were good, they'd leave for a dollar hour more uh, three or four weeks, months later. You know, it's very hard, as you know, to have a, p- a true part time person in insurance because we kind of need you there or not. Right. And I mean, it happens. I'm just saying overall for the vast majority. So we start, you start looking at this and we start saying, this can't go on this way. This is what blue collar, this is what the agricultural realized. And this is where the VE comes in. This is where we now are able to find people who are just as qualified as any American out there. And I say this a lot when I talk to people. You can go hire a $15 an hour person off the street right now and have them do the same work you're going to have do the VE the VE do. But when you hire a VE and you pay a company $12, 14 $15 worth to give you a VE that's certified and trained, that's equivalent of a $25 to $35 an hour employee. I don't know about you. I, a lot of my competitors probably not, but we're, who we go after, we do. And so before I get on to exactly give you some of the reasons why, I want to lay out the thought pattern that you must start looking at your agency with. This is not maybe. This is not, well, this doesn't affect me and this might, this won't. No, this will. This is a 100% all agency discussion that's being had in your own brain. You just can't figure it out yet. And here's what Cast Dog is delivering to you. There's only two things you should think about when it comes to your agency and processes and when it comes to the workforce involved in those processes and procedures that need to be done. Licensed tasks and unlicensed tasks. Whenever I say that to people, they'll shake their head and go, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think to myself when they're saying that, like, you haven't even thought of this is oh yes, it's right or yes, it's not right, because if it was, you probably would be thinking a little bit differently than you are right now, which happens to be um, okay, let me give you an example. back in June or July, I did this earlier in the year, but I also did it in in the middle of the year i've I've done it a couple times, but overall, here's where it pretty much came into. Out of the last any uh, any one time, I can look at my management system and show me any all the cases that we have done. A case happens to be anything that's other than uh, a renewal or new business. Okay, so it happens to be uh, uh, deleting, adding changes, billing issues, uh, commission issues, uh, anything that can needs to be done between the person and the carrier or the client. That's what a case is, right? Usually when I look and I look at the last hundred cases, anywhere between 78 to around 81, 82 of those, it's almost every time. I mean, almost every time have been done by a VE. So on average, 80% of the things that are being done in our agency, remember the old 80-20 rule works out again, 80% of the work that's being done in our agency does not require a license. Now, if you just heard me say that correctly, you just heard cha-ching dollar bills in your head. Because here's the thing, not only are you overpaying for the tasks and the processes that you're doing, they're also not being done as well and as consistent as what could be done with a VE. It's just flat out the way that it is. It just really truly is. Now we can debate about this and all that different types of stuff, but that's neither here nor there. There are thousands of agencies now that have VEs and every one of them say to themselves, I need more than one. And number two, I can't believe I haven't utilized this workforce before. So you've got to start thinking of that about that. Are you doing that? And I talk about the four agency models. And one of these days I'll like do a little webinar thing or whatever showing the four agency models, but This is VE's are vital and are not going anywhere. Think of this. There's 40 some thousand agencies. If every agency just needs one, that's 40,000 VE's. There's not enough VE companies. That's why you're going to start seeing more VE companies popping up. I was just at these trade shows and there was like three or four that I had never heard of before. They're popping up. Now you want to stay focused in making sure that the VE company comes from within our own industry. I'm not saying it's bad if they also do healthcare and also do law, but they don't necessarily do it like us, independent insurance agencies are unique not only to one another, but we're very unique to the business model of a shoe store or of a clothing store or of a law office or of a doctor's office. We're very unique in the way that some of our stuff is used. So I will tell you that of all the successful ones that I've seen out there, they're usually ran by an agency owner or owned by an agency owner that he or she has owned their business probably for 5, 10, 15 years. Now, I'm not talking about agents who decided to make a digital agency out of their office or out of their home, and they really never had a lot of uh, uh, processes and workflows because they never really actually had physical employees. Those usually don't make for the best. Well, I'm talking about those. I'll talk, talk to you. Andy Priestman, who owns CoverDesk, has a very large, successful agency. They are somebody that I would do business with if I wasn't doing business with virtual intelligence. Um, Savital or Savital. He, he's laughing right now as he hears it. And so is Monica. I just don't know exactly how to say their name, but it's a great one. Stands for savvy and vital because that's how important they see the VE to your business. And it's that mindset. Also lava automation. Yeah, I, I wrote a blog on this. You could just go to virtualintel.com and you can just click on the best VE companies. And I wrote a blog and tell you why I think that they are the best out there. Um, So when I talk about a lot of this stuff, I'm not talking necessarily about them. So um, and I'm not talking about anybody specific. I will say that again. I am just talking about those I, I am hearing the stories and experiencing. And then when I try to confront people, if they call me back, they call me back. If they don't call me back, then they don't call me back. But that usually silence usually speaks loudly. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, So I started doing this in 2014. Travis and I worked with about three or four companies. They were absolutely, um, they were they were good, but they're, let's just put it this way. There was a lot of friction between the situa- um, our organization and theirs and just the way things worked and operated. And so we decided to try another one and we decided to try another one. And after our third one, we finally said, this is ridiculous. And after we fired them and got rid of them, uh, we decided we'll just hire our own VEs. But we knew deep down inside that that was not the right thing. But what else did we have to do? We're running an agency and we're going to keep going forward. And then agents started calling me and saying, Jason, I had a nightmare situation with this company or this company. What, where, where, are you, where are you going, man? What are you doing? I actually, listen to this, loyal listeners. I actually, for two of my insurance buddy friends, I actually went and found a VE for them and then trained them in my agency for money. And literally it was less than $2,000. And then I took this VE after a month of being in my agency and gave it to them and said, here, here you go. And I had another buddy call me and said, hey, would you do that? And I did it one more time. And I started scratching my head as the entrepreneur I am and saying, wait a minute here, Jason, wait a minute. There's, this is, uh, this is a need that's in the industry. And once again, it's because this is a need in the white collar world. And as I started to piece this all together, if there's not a real good reason or an actionable advantage to somebody at the end or during the process of building a company or a vision, I'm not going to do it, but I saw it here. I saw it with this one and it was with people calling me and telling me about it. So now we do agencies all across America um, at this, at this time, I believe we have 26 or 27 VEs, uh, Travis and I's growth was to grow in our first year between 25 and 30. And for any of you that were speaking to me last year at this time, you'll know exactly that's what I told you. And we are right on that. And why we did that is we could have grown a lot quicker. But we didn't want to right now. We're not selling on how great our VEs are. People are buying from us because they're buying in the trust of Jason Cass And the fact that i'm going to deliver a good product to them so because of that we were going to grow grow slow grow by about two a month and that's what we did and now that we've got it figured out now we're um, accepting all the partnerships of the different people that are wanting to partner with us to help us because they're now seeing what we've done we realized that when we were working with these three companies or with these other companies there was three areas that were, there was a ton of friction and where we felt as if we could do better than any of our competitors, any of them. And one of them are the three were our people, our process, and our protection. Those are the three things that we do better than everybody else. Our people, our process, and our protection. Right on our website, it does say, if you're looking for a cheap VE, we are not the company for you. There are a ton of people that will give you cheap VEs, and that's how they trick you. What they have done is the industry has tried to sell the independent insurance agent at a, a product, which is known as a virtual employee and trying to say that this type of labor force is what you need because they are cheap labor and they are not cheap labor. That is the farthest thing from the truth. Do, are they inexpensive? Are they less expensive than American workers? Absolutely. They are, They absolutely are. And well, it's because you don't give them the benefits and you don't pay their taxes. No, we do. That's why we're going to cost more than everybody else. But our people are vital to us. The people that we put into your agency, I wanted those same people put into my agency. And that's what we put into yours. And it will always be that way. We've told our team about that. Our people, all our people, 90% or more of them have a college degree. That's not a requirement, but if it's if they don't have a college degree, they need to have a lot of years experience. Everybody in our business comes with a minimum of five years of experience working with American clientele. That's not insurance agencies, but they're working with American clientele. Have to have minimum five years or we do not hire you at all. Highly fluent in English and grammar, we have a direct connection into an English learning school where it is where Asians teach other Asians how to uh, speak English. We have a direct connection into there to where we are pulling those ELS instructors out of there. And if you call my agency, you can call and there's a good chance that Mary Lee is probably going to answer the phone. She's out of the Philippines. You can hear how clear she is and how wonderful she answers the phone. No one ever knows. We have people that come into our agency looking for Mary Lee. She's in the Philippines. Um, some of the positions that our VEs have done JP Morgan fraud unit I have a connection into uh, JP Morgan uh, in their fraud unit where if you find very highly skilled detail oriented VEs um, I've got a connection into some insurance companies a couple of them have worked for QBEs as an assistant underwriters or claims adjusters um, not as claims adjusters but as assistants to them Reg- uh, registered nurses call center managers uh, English instructors these are all people that we're pulling from, and uh, once again, they're not cheap. The average VE is paid anywhere between a dollar to three dollars an hour. We don't have a VE that's paid less than five, and that's only if they're in training. Do they get paid that much? We're paying in order one to three dollars an hour. We're literally paying three, four, and five times that amount to our VEs. That's why you get the quality ones. That's why you get those who just don't listen to what you say. They're actually able to take something and continue on if they run into an obstacle, able to think for themselves, able to hear the problem that a client has and able to offer a solution without being told everything to do. These people cost money, but yet they're still half of what the same quality of American is going to cost you doing the job that they like to do and that the American doesn't want to do. It's just the way it is. And I shouldn't even say American, even though it is, it's licensed staff, which you have to be an American. We provide their health insurance. We we provide their retirement as well. One of the other things is our competitors like to pay um, their uh, VEs as freelancers. When you pay a, a, a VE in the Philippines as a freelancer, um, they're not going to pay taxes. They need every dollar they can get. We believe in paying them a wage and then we p- add a certain percentage on top, which is whether it's 20 to 25% on top of what their wage is. And then we have created a corporation in the Philippines that then we will send that money to and they, that corporation that we own there then cuts the check, um, cuts the payroll check paying the Filipino government for their part and then paying the uh, VE for their part, uh, their work. So what that does is that allows them to be equivalent of a W-2 employee in that country that allows them to all the benefits that you get by paying your taxes. This is huge. This is another part of why our costs are more. Because we do it the right way. Our people are essential. We also have what's our process, which is our second part, intelligent onboarding process. Two weeks of insurance education where we teach them over 180 terms at a very basic level. And we teach them about agency technology. What is an AMS and how do you use it and blah, 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 blah. The next two weeks, what we do is we put them on insurance uh, specific agency training to where we are going to train them on what, on your AMS, your things, all the things we discovered on a discovery call, um, your AMS and everything that we discovered about your agency. We're going to train them to those specific things, those five, seven, seven tasks that you specifically wanted them to do. We're going to train on them. After that, that's 30 days of training. We're going to put them in your agency. Now they've been in your agency. Now they're starting to take tasks or starting to take tasks and something that we do that uh, my competitors don't do, which we understand this was a problem is for the next four weeks, we are going to shadow them. We are going to put a VI, a virtual instructor, someone who's worked in an agency between two to five years um, is going to be with that, that VE in your agency being shadowed. So we have a 60 day onboarding process. This costs money for us to do it this way. But we want to make sure that we have good people, cost money, and we want to make sure that the onboarding process is done right. So that means we have to spend more time and more of our resources, but we want to make sure that it's done correctly. The next part is our protection. Our protection is, is vital. It's, 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 it's something that I'm not going to I'm not going uh, uh, short on. We use a company called My Archway. My Archway um, does insurance agencies, does security for them. They're very, very high qualified. I spend hundreds of dollars per desk just in order to have the security we do. Amazon Workstation. They all have new computers. They all come with new equipment. When a VE starts with an agency of ours, we provide all new desks, all new chairs, all new top-notch computers, headsets, um, monitors, microphones. Everything is supplied. Internet, we provide all that to the person. Inside of the the computer, it's locked down by my archway. All they can do is MFA onto it, multi-factor authentication They come up to a desktop with an icon that says AWS, they click on that, it multi-factor authentications them into an Amazon workstation. Think of that as an AKA security bubble where they're going to transact all their business, go open up their email, go to all the websites of the carriers, make any of the changes, do any of the things that you need them to do inside the management system. All that is done inside of that area. It gives you the ultimate protection. 24-hour video monitoring of the computer, um, encryption, secure connections, everything is done. Um, And that is how we provide that. My competitors brag about having their own security, that they've created their own security. Ask them about it. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. A lot of them also, if they say, well, I have my own security, but I'm using this online program where they pay $20 a computer, And it's this software program that goes over the top and is supposed to record them and watch them and do what they're supposed to. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do just as we did with our people. We're going to provide the best. That doesn't, that come, does not come cheap. We're going to do like we do with our onboarding process. We're going to make it longer and better than everybody else's because what we want to do is use our resources to make sure it's right. And our third part with our protection, we're going to spend the money to make sure that the protection's there. And so what I want us to think about is not so much of those who are using a competitor of mine. All you need to do is just ask the questions like, Hey, Jason said this, do you guys do this? And then make sure it's in writing. But I also want to just really, and this is a lot of my friends that I'm, that I'm really talking to here. I, I really think you're doing yourself a disservice and the person you're working with when you try to hire them direct on your own. I mean... You're normally going to pay somebody four, five, six thousand dollars 6000 to do a position that you're going to pay $2,000 for or $2,500 for, for a VE company. So you're getting at half the cost, but the reason why you do what you do is, is you're like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and pay them a lot of money. Um, I'll pay $1,000, but I'm just going to pay directly to them. Yeah, but you're not paying any of their taxes. You're not, you're not helping that person out in the long run. So that you can try to save an extra $500 and $1,000 when you're already saving 50% on labor. You're trying to save an extra $500 to $1,000 more and it's to the detriment of that person's future and the way that they're able to get bank loans and loans in their country because they're seen as a quote unquote 1099 employee and not a W-2. So I really want you to think about that. I mean, you've got a VE out there that you're hiring on your own and you're probably paying, I don't know, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a year for them, and you don't pay a VE company twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars a year, you're 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 worried about that extra ten thousand dollars. That extra ten thousand dollars is what's gonna help that person in the future. So I just I just really gotta I mean, how much is too much, right? If we if we gotta pay them fifty, but yet we go down to twenty-five, are we really that greedy that we wanna get down to fifteen? I mean, come on. At the end of the day, this isn't technology where you can replace one technology with the other because it does the same automation. These are humans. These are lives that we're talking about. This is a security of your client's business um, uh, um, sec- uh, information that we're talking about here, right? So just wanted to let you guys know that they work, uh, they report all their hours. Uh, I think a lot of, some, di- some companies do different. I actually had one of my clients just the other day that said, Jason, can we have our VE not work our hours? And it's because it's not vital on the the task that they have them doing that they have it done immediately. So we said that's up to them. So, so why, why I want you to do is I want you just to know what's going on and to ask these questions. And I'm going to end with this because this is something that blown my mind. My competitors, not CoverDesk and not Savital and not Lava, only because I've asked them and they're the only ones that have that have replied to me. Okay. I haven't asked everybody, but these I have asked and they've replied. I've asked a couple others and they have not replied to me. Ask your VE company, if you have one, if they do this. And if they say no, they don't make them put it in writing. And that is I'm talking with a gentleman. And if someone wants to email me at Jason at agency-intelligence.com, Jason at agency-intelligence.com and say, Cass, who was the agents that you were talking about? I will give you their names Um, they had VEs in their, in their agency and the carrier, the company, the VE company came to them and said, Hey, we're going to promote our VEs and the VE that works for you. We're going to promote her and we're going to promote her. Um, and we're going to take her out of your agency. And this agent's like, you know, I, I felt bad. He's like, because I wanted my person to get promoted. He said, but I had spent his exact words, 80 hours in the first couple of weeks and was now eight months into this on just training this person. And now, you know, they were probably getting, I'm guessing $30,000 a year out of this guy. And now they took this VE and they promoted by giving them more pay, but they moved him up to an agency that was probably paying 45,000. If you look at these, a man, if you look at these VE companies and you see these gold, silver, and, and bronze, these levels, they're not all doing it, but that's how they're doing it is essentially these VE companies, which is really, really important to ask are using our insurance, independent insurance agency force as a training ground to better the VEs so that they can make more money when they move them up the line. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not fake news. This is Jason Cass only discovering this by people coming to me and saying, Cass, do you do this with your VEs? Because this is what this company did with me. Blew me away. And I'm going to tell you, like, I, I was just talking to an agent and he told me that he called his VE company and said, hey, do you do this? And they said, no, we don't do this. And I said, who's the name of the company? And it was the same company that had done it on two of the three people that I was talking about. You got to make sure you know who you're using out there. This VE market is a new thing. It's yet another thing where somebody is out there trying to take advantage of the fact that we have a lot of money. We're trying to cut costs. We don't know anything other than what's going on in our agency. And they're going to try and take advantage of it. And some of them are going to be the ones that are going to be dressed in insurance agent clothing that are going to be the ones that will probably fool you the most. Also, another good VA uh, company, a VE company is uh, Mohammed. I think it's um, uh, Virtual Assistance Associates or something like that. Muhammad, he's down at uh, Austin, Texas. He's a champion. Um, I did talk with him. That was another one as well. So I hope that you've been able to take something out of this. I hope that you've kind of learned about VE's. You probably learned more about VE's than you ever probably wanted to, but I, this is my job. This is what I do is, is to try and better the independent agency system. So it remains the greatest industry God ever created. And one of the reasons why it's the greatest ever created is because of this, because of the fact that we have people who are on the same side, who are trying to look out for each other who are taking the time out of their day to record this for you. But most importantly, you taking time out of your day to actually listen to it. Because that's all we want to do is just make you better. By making you better, make the independent insurance agency system better. And once we do, as I've said before, it's the greatest industry God ever created because it's allowed me to meet people that I never thought that I'd meet. I've went places that I never thought that I would go. And I've given my family the life that I never thought that I could give them. This has been Jason Cass with Agency Intelligence Podcast. Today, I was the real agent inside the real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. I'm out.